Okay, what are we talking about today? Jackknife pizza. Mmm, I love pizza. Pizza! (laughs) Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you. From growers, to producers, to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. So, we have a guest today. This is something I'm really looking forward to. We're going to be talking about pizza. So, a very good day to you. My name is William Stringer. I am the producer. And I am Chef Jonathan Fraser. And I am pizza connoisseur Darren Howlett. Hey, another job title. I absolutely (laughs) love it. And you are with the Edible Valley podcast. And today, we've got joining us Jim Kodaya. Excellent, got that right. That's Irish. Irish, yep. Fantastic. But you are Australian and you are the owner of Jackknife Pizza. Now, we met on the off chance just a couple of days ago at the Gumboot Market. How did that go for you? Yeah, it went really well, actually. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good to get some of the uh, the wood fire pizzas out there. And uh, yeah, it was busy, actually. So. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, the Gumboot Market up in Merville. Sure. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, gents. Yeah, I mean, I, so I mean right, away, right away, you said a key word. I mean, I know that John and I talked about this for a long time. It's one of John's passions, but wood-fired. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of my passions, too. Yeah. Um, uh, when, we, when we first started the, the pizza business, we, we really wanted to go down that path. Right. Unfortunately, we've come across a lot of... Uh, snags to uh to doing that Ma- mainly because of uh city bylaws and stuff like that so i can imagine roving around with a mobile wood burning stove is probably <laughs> yeah risky yeah, yeah. all right well let's start from the top what do you get from a wood-fired pizza uh the, i think the main thing that differentiates it is the heat you just get you can get so much heat and you get that real real oven spring from the crust you get that nice airy crust yeah, I was going to say, because it cooks faster, yeah. you get, not only do you get a nice flavor to the outside, but you also, that dough raising so fast, you get, it stays nice and airy. Yeah, it stays airy, and also because it cooks so quick, it doesn't really dry out and crisp, so you get like a softer, softer right. uh, sort of area. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Neapolitan-style pizza is kind of like knife and fork pizza, right? Right. Yeah. That's nice. amazing. Yeah. So, and it's truly different. Like, if anybody's not had wood-fired pizza, you've got to try it. It, in comparison to a regular old oven pizza. Like. So let's let's talk about your pizzas. So I mean, because I mean, the big thing with a pizza is the crust, right? Like, what what differentiates you from other pizzas? Well, um, we we do make our own dough, so uh, we we have all our own recipes that we developed in house, and nice. we we do a naturally leavened pizza dough, nice. so sourdough um, with just a little bit of rye. Um, for, for flavor and uh, it's usually aged between two to three days oh my god so it's, <laughs> i'm yeah. like imagining this already already yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny when your mouth starts watering <laughs> yeah. over like yeah. raw dough yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah our, like our goal is to is to create 
a certain flavor with our crust with the sourdough, right. but also something that's sort of our signature is the way we cook it too. We like to cook it maybe a little lower than that wood oven temperature mm-hmm. um, in our other uh, spots where we're using gas and electric ovens. Um, just to just to achieve a little bit more crisp, mm-hmm. I like right. I like to find a almost like a happy medium between a, a, an authentic Italian pizza and a New York pizza. Oh yeah, yes. getting that that fine. If, if that kind of makes sense. No, to me it totally does. I've yeah. spent so much time sort of watching shows about the argument of who makes the better pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the Italians are the Italians in New York. Yeah, that's <laughs> <Right. laughs> great. Yeah, totally. All right, and uh, Will, I haven't seen your operation yet, but Will said that you had a pretty extensive, or maybe I'm, I misheard that, maybe it wasn't extensive, but you have a pretty bang-on menu. You're pretty excited about the menu? Yeah, we've, we, I mean, we've been working on the, our menu in our, our store in the, in at the Speedway in Black Creek for a couple of years now, so we're, yeah, we're pretty happy with it. I think most of the things in there are pretty dialed in. Right. Um, we have a new menu with our new location, which is the food truck the trailer oh yeah um so we've gone we've gone for a little bit of a different style um and some some different some different topping options too right so, yeah uh can can i take the conversation one way for a second yeah um i think that you're one of the first people we've talked to post covid not that we're fully post covid but we're starting to come out of it how did you weather that like how was that for you i mean everybody went through adversity but like you were able, it sounds like you're coming out of it opening new locations yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been a wild ride, but regardless of whether COVID came along, it was going to be anyway. Right. We were starting a business. Yeah, exactly. We we opened um, December, mid December, and then COVID hit in March. Oh my goodness! So we actually and you made it. Like, well, we actually lots of new businesses didn't. That's crazy. Yeah, we closed down for about six months. Oh wow! For that summer, uh, we had the we had this the Black Creek location open then, and we closed it just because. It was a new, such a such a risky thing to right. embark on as a new business, where you know you're still developing your systems, you're still getting out of your financial hole that you right. initially dug yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, we relaunched in November last year, and uh, we actually were were we had the food trailer up at Mount Washington this winter. Oh so, yeah, so we ran we ran both of those two together for for about four months through the winter and that was fun and uh and then you're here and now and (laughs) and yeah and then the the trailer's just undergone a major renovation and now it's uh now it's in courtney yeah that's fantastic congratulations for making it through and not like and not just persevering but growing yeah i mean that that yeah there's been lots of lots of lots of help uh funding for example i mean we've we've kind of fallen through the cracks for a lot of it but uh, the, i know there is a lot of stuff available for small and medium-sized businesses right now so right that is something wow and uh, i mean the other thing is that especially in the comox valley it seems a lot of people have embraced sort of local small takeout businesses right so yeah it, it hasn't oh, been yeah. a it hasn't been a complete loss for for small food businesses like me right right Especially right. the takeout pizza has just been going insane. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I'd just like to say that we started us before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you were talking about a new kind of style that you've you've brought about. Is that kind of replacing an old style or is that an addition? It's it's a new style. We haven't we haven't done it in the other store or in the trailer over the winter or anything. We we 
we tossed up. We had we had a few ideas, um, and ultimately the reason we went with a different style is because there already is some good thin crust pizza options in Courtney, I think. And mm-hmm. besides the fact that I don't want to be a competitor to to people I like businesses that I know and respect, I also think it's we we've gone with a type of pizza that you can't really get as easily. Right. So and the other thing is it doesn't it, then it's we we could either like open a new location, do exactly the same thing and essentially franchise, or we could create something that's still in the same category, but it's like a different version, right? So kind of like what Taco Fino did where they've now got eight locations, but each one has a separate menu. (laughs) Yeah. But they're all Taco Finos. Yeah. And it's great because you you walk in there and you feel a little bit of a local vibe because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're taking inspiration from, the farms around them and right. the, like the, the people working in the restaurant are coming up with the ideas. Right. Yeah. I think that's a really nice idea. Yeah, mm. for sure. So what is it you've, you've changed? What are those changes? So for the trailer, we've gone with a focaccia style, like thick crust pan pizza. Right. Mm. Brilliant. Now I remember, <laughs> I remember you saying this the other day and I thought that sounds gorgeous. Yeah. So, are you doing both? Are you doing the sourdough still, or is it? It's one trailer you're going with one, and another one you're going with a different one. The trailer, the 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 thick the thick crust is more of a focaccia dough, okay. so it is not a sourdough. It's it's just a like a, a commercial yeast, right? But it is an aged dough, and we use like low percentages of yeast, and we let the let the dough age and grow flavor and uh, uh, all those things, and we use a little bit of rye flour for flavor again, so. Um, developing flavor is always going to be part of our yeah. recipes when it comes to dough. That's amazing. That is great. You don't yeah. often hear of the the dough in terms of flavor. It's more right. Texture. It's usually like a vehicle. And people yeah. are focused on the toppings. Yeah. Yeah. But, we're, uh, yeah. I always look at like yeah, the dough is that's your base. That's where you're starting, and it's gonna yeah. it's gonna excel all those other flavors that you add to it. So yeah. 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 And if you I, can't eat the crust, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know you could age the dough. That's really oh, yeah. good. Less flavor. yeast and leave it to kind of rise naturally. Yeah. So, I mean, we age all our dough in the fridge. So, it's a, I mean, yeast works differently in different temperatures, right? So, um, it, when it's warmer, it will rise quicker. If you put it in a fridge, it will retard the yeast and make it work slower for longer, but develop more flavor and more sound gluten structure as well. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find a lot of people like to rush their bread. Yeah. Yeah. But right. it's it all comes down to this commercial setting, right? And it's the yeah. same, I find, I, something that I really battle with in this area. And I, I'm not experienced in other areas or anything, but I find that people are looking a lot of the time for quantity, not quality. Right. right. So there's a lot, so many restaurants you see that just... You know, it's not, yeah. it's not about the quality. It's about, right. they're like, get three pizzas for 20 bucks. And you're like, no, oh, those are going to be yes. like, um, yeah. any, <laughs> any office fans here. Yes. Kev, Kevin on the office saying Alfredo's pizza cafe is like a hot <laughs> circle of garbage. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah. good, good impression too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of accents, do you mind if we, what are you, you're from Australia? And how, uh, what, what brought you here? When brought you here? What, how did that journey happen? Yeah, well, I, I came over in 2014, however many years ago that is. Um, I actually just came over for a holiday. I came to go skiing. Really? Yeah. But, um, wow. My, 
my need to work and torture myself followed me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I got a job. I've skied four times in, what, like six years. So. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. And so then you just decided to stay here and then the re- and recently you just... Yeah, I got I got married. I got a, I just had a kid. So awesome! Um, Congratulations. Those are all contributing factors. But yeah. I, I also really like it here. It's a gorgeous place to live. And yeah, yeah. And your accent is changing. Yeah, I'm. I don't belong anywhere. <laughs> I, go, I go home. I'm an outcast, and I come back, and I'm still an outcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so one thing I'd like to actually ask is like, what backgrounds did you have before you got into this? That's what I was going to get to. Good question. I'm actually a farmer by trade. Oh okay. yeah. Yep, I went to uh, to school to study farming, to agri- agricultural farming. Um, pursued that for a little while. I was a sheep farmer, livestock farmer Wow! in Australia. And uh, when I came over to Canada, I actually worked for a year on the, the bison farm. Oh, did you work oh, there? In, uh, okay, in Black Creek, yeah. We with had Mark a and great interview with them years ago. Yeah, they're yeah. lovely people. They're like yeah. family. They, we yeah. still keep in touch. And Well, it's sad that they've closed down that. Yeah, he did, they just got... They just. I mean, they they moved to the mainland. I don't know if you know. Yeah, what doing, they got no. some pretty awesome stuff going on. Too, Actually, so. I haven't been. I, all I know is I went looking for <laughs> when everything shut down, and I was like, "Can we get some bison?" And they're like, "No, <laughs> no, you can't." I know it's a little sad because where else do you get bison? But yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and it was great because it was like part of our menu, and it was really nice to have. Be like, we had the the issue too is yeah. that we had our slider burgers. We had a bison burger, uh, oh, yeah. chicken burger, and. Uh, uh, a lamb burger on there and then all of a sudden it was like yeah gone and we're like well we can't have a bison anymore because it's yeah not an island sourced thing right, so, right yeah i remember having the um a pasta dish at locals um with the bison filet on it I oh think it was yeah just i still think about it <laughs> three years later <laughs> so when did you make the transition from farm to behind the you know in the kitchen um I guess a couple of years ago, yeah, would be as about as specific as I can be. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it a gradual change in mindset. I just decided I wanted to try something else. There's not a lot of money in farming if you don't already have land, right? right. So, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I decided to just change it up, and I've always loved cooking pizza. And I guess I guess maybe my uh, lack of experience in the industry was why I did it. Yeah, yeah, right. You've got that naivete enough where you're excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm still excited. I mean, like, uh, we've got a great crew and everyone's excited and yeah, motivated that's great. creating good well, products. Well, I have to admit, this is this falls under one of my dreams, was yeah. to, um, my my daughter's uncle builds fire ovens. Yeah. And, does, and I was like, build me an oven, we'll put it on a trailer, and we'll just <laughs> drive around and make pizzas. And it just never happened. And yeah. I was like, yeah. that was also with my brewery idea. Yeah, I, f- I followed through on the ice cream. F- <laughs> wanted, yeah, I was gonna say you wanted a traveling brewery as well, but you yeah. couldn't get the licensing. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but I always have these dreams, so I'm I'm super excited, and I've actually been following your guys' Instagram for a long time now, awesome. and seeing some beautiful pictures out there of some of the Thanks, food man. you guys yeah, are making. Yeah, what's the what Instagram handle? Um, I think it's I think it's Jackknife Pizza, but we are because we are opening the second location. One will be Jackknife Pizza Black Creek, and one will be Jackknife Pizza Courtney. Okay. Yeah. So, what are the two? We may have covered this, but I want to leave like no ambiguity. What, they're they're both owned by yourself. Have you got business partners? I I have I do have another business partner coming along. Kelsey Wazinger. Great. And she's going to be part owner. Um, 
but yeah, other than that, it's just at the moment, it's just me. Okay, and then. I want to just double check with the dough. Is one place doing one dough, the other place doing another dough? Yeah, so we, so just a quick rundown for you of, yeah. of what we've got. We've got the store, which is just a, a takeout um, storefront window at the Saratoga Speedway in Black Creek. Great. Um, you just go in through the Macaulay Road entrance, and we do like a thin crust sourdough 14-inch pizza, um, and we do like a thick crust square pizza there as well. And we, do, we have a, a, a gluten-free crust that we do in there as well. Nice. That's good. Mm. And so that that's got a slightly bigger menu. It's um it's it's more the thin crispy style and then we've got the trailer launching tomorrow which is going to be the thick crust focaccia which is a more of a white like a, a soft white bread dough right. um with a like a, a crispy bottom obviously. Mm. Um and then once in a while we'll pop up with our little wood fire trailer and do like a traditional Italian style Great. Cooked Amazing. in a minute pizza. So. And where's the trailer going to be? Just mo- moving around different places? For this year, I think, we, I mean, we got so much going on and there's only so much we're allowed to do by uh, uh, the health authority mm-hmm. for a unit like that, which isn't uh, a, cl- uh, a licensed kitchen. Uh, so we'll be, for this year, we'll be, we'll be focusing on the Gumbert Market in Merville. Right. Yeah. Right. We'll be trying to do that as many Sundays through the summer as we can. That's great. And I'm curious, what, with your farming background, how do you feel that that informs your pizza, or does it? Did did anything that you learned there, or was second nature to you in farming, does that affect anything that you're doing now, or does that make your choices, decisions on what goes on the pizza? Like any, does that affect it in any way? A hundred percent, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I've, I've especially as a livestock farmer, right? Um, I've been working with animals my whole life, and uh, like. One of the things that we really try to use as locally as possible is meat. Yeah. And that's a priority. That's fantastic. So, I mean, it, like, obviously, I went into the restaurant industry with all these lovely ideas of getting everything sourced local and all right. that stuff. But it, in reality, it's not really possible. Yeah. Um, but what we do, we try and find a good compromise where the, the key things, especially the meat, are more local and ethically sourced and right and then we we try and reflect the seasons in our menu so we have a summer menu and a winter menu yeah yeah that's john and i a lifetime ago used to own a pasta shop and it was hard because we felt it was 100 percent local because you know rooted in this town using local ingredients where possible but the majority of it was flour and the flour was not, you know yeah. what I mean? You can't, we couldn't get local flour. So it's hard to say. You're like, well, this is a local product, but 50% of it's being trucked in from somewhere else. We, we were using local eggs. Local which, eggs, yeah. And a lot of local <laughs> eggs. But, but, but like, and all the other ingredients that were going in to flavor our pastas were also local. But And that's the thing. No one is going to come and eat pasta because the flour's local. Right, yeah. yeah. And you pay, you'll probably pay double for it. Right, yeah. And, and not, not that it is not worth that. It's just mm. that it's not worth that to the consumer. Right. And yeah, exactly. It's coming out of your pocket, not theirs. Yeah, yeah. Fifty dollars for a bag of pasta is yeah. just not reasonable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't justify that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you can take a couple nice local meats and some fresh vegetables from the yeah. local garden and fire those in there, and yeah. you can create this really beautiful local dish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's, that's it's like the the main lesson I've learned in the restaurant industry is that. It's it's a lovely idea to <laughs> say like I'm gonna be 100% locally sourced, etc. But yeah. the reality is like 
you can do it until you run out of money. Yeah, exactly. Or you, or you run out of product. Like yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tap the local sources. I, I know we, we fight too, yeah. at the restaurant because it's like we try and bring in our products. And it's like, and that's why we change our menu quite often because we're like, well, we'll run it until we run out of it. And then exactly. all of a sudden I'm just, like. Exactly. Just the other day when somebody was like, hey, well, we're going to run out of venison sausage. And it's like, well, well how do we get that? Well, that's a six month turnaround. We got to wait for another whole, yeah. you know. Another round to come back in. Yeah. So. so let's let's focus in on toppings. We've talked oh, quite a lot was... about the, the dough, but um, yeah, I mean, as a nice little segue, what would you say is always local and, and you know, who, who are the local suppliers that you do support and where are they from and where do you think it's okay to go a little bit further and what are your criteria for sourcing them? There's about eight questions there. Just <laughs> Explain all of it. I'll, I'll pick Everything. the one I want to answer. <laughs> yeah. um, we get most of our meat most of our local meat from DKT Farms in Merville. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we use all chicken from there. Um, we had a sausage pizza on the menu, which is like a honey garlic uh, pork sausage meat, oh, yeah. which is uh, a, one of the ones on the min- winter menu, but that all that pork comes from them. Um, Great. We get... We use... The pepperoni we use is... Um, Maybe a little less local, but it is made by Frabies, which is oh, yeah. uh, based out of Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, cheeses are almost impossible cheese, to get on that scale. I mean, we that's we got some we got do we are lucky we got an awesome um, facility in town, Natural Pastures. Yeah, cheese, of course. Right? Yeah. They just make literally the most delicious brie I've ever tasted, and we yeah. use that. We have uh, one one of the items on our menu is a brie terrenchere. Oh, nice. So it's like a sourdough, thin, crispy crust with a baked brie in the middle. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and you pull yeah. out the fingers and dip it in the middle. and That's amazing. That sort of thing. Okay, well, that alone i got to try. Are we it going to... Uh, so unique. But, that, but that is a, that's a, a good example of a dish that is really made by the product. Because right. you can do it with a different brie in, and it's just never as good. Yeah. Mm. That, like, yeah. that brie is just phenomenal. Yeah. Natural Pastures. I tried. Um, I met the bloke who owns Natural Pastures. Lovely gentleman. I tried to persuade him to make a brie cheesecake. Oh, and really? I thought, now, <laughs> I said I genuinely want like credit if this is like a wild thing. Right. Yeah. But I haven't heard anything back. Oh, Maybe no. he hasn't got my number. <laughs> Honestly, Natural Pastures has some fantastic products. Yes, yeah. their brie is amazing, but I love their pomodamer and their. Uh, old farm, the farmhouse, cheddar, cheddar. farmhouse, oh, yeah, Amsterdamer, the Amsterdamer, yeah. yeah. A cheddar is almost like a blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it it's really is. Good. It's like yeah. crystally. Yeah. And my, I remember my kids first trying it, didn't know what to make of it. I'm like, you're gonna start loving that. Like it's as soon like as, palm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And yeah, so you you use uh, natural pastures, and then um, what other like where do your vegetables come from? Anybody local? Yeah, we we. Uh, we definitely use we we try and do like a rotation of the farms, right? Essentially in our area. So like for example, um, Patterson Farms, uh, Clever Crow, and right. Keller Farms are three big ones that we use right. for like salad greens and for veggies and stuff. Fantastic! I have to plug us. I'm sorry. Next week we're going to be at Clever Crow doing. Is it next week? After I guess when this goes on. Yeah, we're going to be doing. Yeah, we're going to be at Clever Crow doing a cooking demonstration, and oh, our next amazing. podcast is me from there. So oh, they're good amazing. friends. Yeah. yeah. What date is that, by the way? That's July fifth. Yes. Those guys are great. Yeah. 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 They're That's they're great. my old neighbors actually. Oh so, really? Yeah. yeah. He yeah. actually started. Well, they used to own the Bar None Cafe. 
<clears throat> which is a legendary little place in this town. And uh, then they, he, uh, Brian and Leah both helped open up locals in its original location. So. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then they, they were, were my very, neighbors. <laughs> yeah, they were very entrenched in the food industry. Uh, oh, they before, still are. But I mean, before the farming. Yeah. Um, yeah, for quite a while here. And then they made the transition into farming and producing food. And they're just amazing. And I think their branding is beautiful. I love yeah, their logo. Yeah. I love everything about their product. Well, let's talk about branding here. That's a, yeah. a great thing. What is what is the brand that you're going for with Jackknife? I guess, um, yeah. I guess if I was to define what we're what we're all about, I mean, obviously the quality and all that sort of stuff, and making things from scratch. But I like I like that we don't do the generic toppings. Interesting. I. I, you know, I, I think, I think, and it's something we struggled with a little bit with some people, you know, they come and they say, why, why isn't there a meat lovers? Why isn't there a Canadian? Right. Yeah. I want someone one day to walk into a pizza hut and say, why isn't there a jackknife pepperoni? There? <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's, it's true, right? It's like fast food restaurants. They all have the same mes- menu. And they just have their own take on it. And that's sort of what pizza's become. Everybody just expects all the pizza places to have the same menu, just yep. their own take on it. Where, yeah, where's, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. it is. It's yeah. ridiculous. Where's your Hawaiian pizza? Yeah. <laughs> <Where's> <laughs> oh, Hawaiian? Yes, interesting yeah. segue. <laughs> we do have a Hawaiian pizza, but it's our own Hawaiian pizza. And it's got, uh, instead of the tomato sauce, we use a garlic base. Yeah. And we use it, uh, like a sharp cheddar, a mozzarella, and fresh palm, and prosciutto. And oh uh, fresh pineapple, yeah. Okay. I yeah, I'm definitely I'm on, I haven't eaten, I haven't picked I haven't had pizza out in like over a year and I'm definitely gonna be trying your pizza. But like I've that's the thing like expression down. <laughs> well you just it was like thirteen key words that all hit me like all at once. It like, but isn't yeah. it crazy that like there's a few simple tweaks just to yeah. a Hawaiian pizza and all of a sudden you're like, Holy crap, that sounds yeah, amazing. It is. But it is. why don't more people do that? Yeah. And why is it that people expect yeah. this generic crap? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right, crazy. <laughs> no, that's yeah. great. So, yeah. can you give us just an example of something else just so that the listener might get a bit of a visualization of what, you've, what you're doing? Yeah. Um, uh, like another pizza? Yeah. Just any yeah. random one that you like. Um, another one. Well, my personal favorite mm-hmm. is the sausage pizza, which mm-hmm. is on the winter menu, but um, it is. Uh, San Marzano tomatoes, yeah, sauce, like just a fresh, you know, yeah. just crushed up, not cooked down or anything. Oh wow! Um, cheddar, mozzarella, palm, and then it's like a honey garlic pork sausage from DKT in Merville. Right. Fennel seeds and pickled jalapenos. Oh my god! Wow, so it's got it's a meat to it. Mm. Yeah, but the, it's it's one of those things where, and um, you guys are cooks and chefs mm-hmm. and yeah. everything. You guys will know what I mean when you when I say like you put flavors together and you taste a different flavor almost yeah, yeah. it's one of those it's one of it's those phenomenons than the, bigger than the sum of its parts yeah, like, yeah, yeah it creates a whole new thing yeah yeah that's amazing okay what's well, that that whole food wheel that i always like yeah. to talk about you know like you put a little spice and you need all those flavors yeah, you need the balance yeah. yeah and so it's just creating that balance and you can go a little bit to sweeter or you can go a little bit yeah. to spicier yeah but you need to still have that all those other flavors in there because it just yeah. makes it you know it just amazing. makes it more amazing. Hundred so. percent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, what are the key differences between your summer and your winter menu? Um, well, <laughs> it, 
still still working on that but <laughs> we've only well, this is our first summer menu so right, you know, yeah. it's been it's been that's a while that's the beauty ride. isn't it it's, it's just an alive business it's yeah our our idea was that um we would try to make the menus reflect the seasons a little bit maybe for example another one of our winter menu items is a potato pizza nice. so it's more of a preservable vegetable oh yeah and we mm-hmm. try and use a lot of preserves you know like pickles and uh, we have a pickle pizza Mm. What? <laughs> this is insane. This is great. I could check this out. I'm so, I'm so glad you brought him to us. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that that's yeah. It's it's a, it's an ongoing development. Yeah, menu, and that's but... that's great though. It's on. It's 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 happening now. But the the idea of preserves on pizza is yeah. awesome because in you know come December, January, February. Yeah. It's really sustainable, and if you can make it taste great, definitely yeah. know you can. Yeah. Then great, yeah, fantastic. That's wonderful. I'm I'm really uh, happy that you were able to come on the show because uh, I thought we were going to be talking about well pizza, but I'm finding that not only am I impressed with your menu, but I'm so happy to have hear a bit of a success story in a time when there wasn't much going around successful. So. Uh, yeah, I just I, I find it fairly uplifting to hear of somebody making it through great adversity. Was there any other adversity aside from COVID? I mean, I'm sure there must have been. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> Still is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of steep learning curves. Yeah. I've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Um, Can you give us some mistake <laughs> examples? I mean, it's a real thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, like you know, the, I, I guess uh, one of the big things is learning to differentiate between um, things you do at home and things you do in a commercial environment. Right. Saying, let's do this. Let's 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 make this product, and then because I can make it in my kitchen at home doesn't necessarily mean I can recreate it in a commercial right. environment. Right. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah, and I can imagine too that. Sometimes I know from personal experience, but uh, you can find an audience in a small select group that enjoys something you've done. But when you put it out to everyone, you still just have that small select group. It didn't really grow to encompass more people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I can imagine that you can come up with some, you know, fanciful ideas or, or really putting a lot of effort into developing something new and unique and you know, your group around you, your friends, your testers, and be like, that's great. And then you give it out to the world and they're like, but I don't, it's too different to me. You know, like I'm not interested. Yeah. And I, I, that's the thing I always, I think that a lot of people, when we're talking about the pizzas or the places that make pizza that are all doing it the same, I think that there's the fear of that. They're just, everybody's afraid to try new things or just doesn't have the creativity. I don't blame them to be honest it's scary yeah <laughs> yeah for sure but i mean the biggest mistake i made um if you want to hear that was right at the start and i first invested in my my first piece of equipment which is my little trailer mm-hmm. with the wood oven that you saw the other day yeah, yeah. amazing yeah but that was my first idea and that's yeah. what i wanted to make pizza out of and just stand next to it and cook but i didn't do enough research and i got shut down by the health authority oh no so <laughs> but oh. i i can still use that but i can only use that uh piece of equipment uh, under the event catering 
license, which is only allows me to use it 14 times a year. Right. So you can only go out to big events and yeah, yeah. Or do these like markets and stuff, which is, right. which is great now that I've got other things, but at right. the time I just invested 15 grand to yeah. have that custom made and shipped over and then got told I couldn't do it. Right. So that was a, yeah. that was a tough Wow. That, I think yeah. I learned the same. I used to have a food truck and I think I learned the same lesson after I had already jumped into where, yeah, I had 14 days and I was like, oh my God, I've already booked nine of them out and this is just to get started. Yeah. A couple like, of them are just favors for friends and yeah. I just used them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Interesting stuff. But yeah, for sure. Anybody else out there that's thinking about getting involved, make sure you check all the regulations and VHA and all of that stuff before That's, you jump yeah. in. Yeah. You don't I don't want to scare anyone off, but yeah, yeah, there's there's all sorts of things that people yeah. forget about when like especially like cooking is it's really easy to do small scale. Yeah. And do something, but then all of a sudden you're like yeah, scale. to do a hundred of them compared to doing one of them is is a completely different thing. And yeah. I've I've run into that mistake where I've made a dish and I've been like, oh, this will be perfect on our menu and then realize that it takes me four hours to Exactly. Yeah. To some things yeah. some things just don't scale up. You think, oh, I put ten minutes into making this what half an hour into making it on mass nope you're 10 minutes for every single one like that does not yeah. scale and then having it consistent right like, yeah yeah that's a big thing especially you want to have pride in, in your product when you're yeah, putting it out especially if you don't want to be taken down by a terrible review exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's it yeah. we live in the world of reviews so. yeah how, how do you find that i mean that is a thing a lot of people have to deal with these days i find it i find it very tough yeah because you put your heart and soul into something and you work so hard and then someone has a bad day I, or something yeah, and they just I've, tear you to shreds. Personally, I mean, I think that those all the review sites, and this is personally, I realize this doesn't reflect everybody else, but I think that they're sort of very 2016, 2017. Like that seemed to be when they were at their height and any person out there could make or break a business by whatever mood they were in. Yeah. And people were just putting so much, like businesses were putting so much stock in this and we got to protect, you know, our Yelp review. We got to protect this. And I look at it now and I'm like, no, you don't. Those people don't have the right to hold you hostage just because they want extra this or extra that. Uh, or they felt that you didn't bend over backwards for them. You know, you put a product out there, mm. it should speak for itself. And just because somebody liked or disliked it doesn't mean your business should take a hit for it. I used to know if I wanted to wreck my day, I'd just look at TripAdvisor. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't right. matter how many five-star reviews yeah. you have. You just look on the the one-star, the two-star, the, one two star, the yeah. three-star, and you're like, oh, how could I have done that better? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, and then you start picking apart, like, I mean, I got... One, See, and that's, one about truffle oil. I use truffle oil and edamame beans. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it tastes like gross. And I'm like, well, you don't like truffle oil, so why yeah. did you order edamame beans? <laughs> but see, so they're just, that, that's it exactly. So then now you become a little more afraid to be as courageous or, or creative because you're worried about what that review is going to bring in at some point. And so it starts to stifle creativity. Yeah. You know, and that's why I don't believe in them. I think that they're just awful because I think that they stop people from making, um, you know, exciting choices and, and going out on a limb. And it is unfortunate that, that uh, in the industry, marketing is so important and review mm -hmm. sites are such a big part yeah. of marketing that yeah. you mm -hmm. really cannot avoid. Like you, you have you have to have an account with TripAdvisor. And we yeah. don't have to, but yeah. you know, <laughs> you, you miss out on sales, right? Yeah, right. exactly. Like, yeah. And so, the, the reviews are a big thing when people, I, find, I, you know, I, I feel like when people are looking 
on those sites, they probably most of the time they're going to pick the one with the best reviews. You know? Right. I think you, it, a lot of it is how you respond. Yeah. I think yeah. your brand can come through, who you are can come through. And I think you have got a lot more power than you know. Right. You know, if they two star you, for example, your star rating is going to go down. You can't take away from that, but don't forget the power you have through reply people yeah, get a sense right. of who you are absolutely. and you can win over a whole new audience just by absolutely by replying well you're holding your as yeah. long as you're holding your dignity and being professional that's you know really really great but you don't necessarily have to completely like cow to them yeah. i remember i've worked in many restaurants before and my worst one was a, a lady that said um that she will be writing a review later on this and then proceeded to just basically threaten us throughout the the whole meal and i said to her i said why are you threatening me I said, yeah no let's call a spade a spade yeah you're th you're in a restaurant threatening me yeah <laughs> that's what's happening and i was in management at that restaurant and i i instructed the servers i said folks we are going to get one star review from this person right just accept that if we don't brilliant but accept it and um i told them i said she's not getting any discount any special just just let her go yeah. And do her thing yeah. because you have to stand up some point and uh, and have pride in your work and mm -hmm. not be threatened by yeah. some some you know little hitler yeah. who's going to throw their weight around <laughs> no chance yeah so i just said no whatever happens and she was really really angry and was angry with discounts and i was like i said yeah sorry. and that's just it that's that's exactly it that's what I, that's what i review. just that's 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 what i despise about the review sites is people know that they held power and they lorded well, over let's you. let's get on to a positive thing because yeah, that's actually, a great thing. We should wrap this up. You've got you've got uh, a lot going on. You you're opening oh, okay. an, another location tomorrow, so uh, we should probably wrap things up here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> let you get back to it. So we need to definitely get some contact information from you just mm -hmm. to get give our listeners to, to know how to get a pizza because yep. uh, I know actually maybe it's just for Darren, so he. Makes <laughs> <laughs> I need all the locations, all the hours. Yeah. Yeah, understood. <laughs> if you can check us out at jackknifepizza.com, and okay. then uh, it once you once you go into the site, it splits into two different um, locations, so you can either click on the the Black Creek or the Courtney. Great, great. And if you go on there and it's not quite working yet, just bear with us. We'll we're, work, we're still kind of working on things on the fly. So yeah, for are sure. you are you at the Gumboot Market on Sunday? Not this Sunday. Because I'll be in the trailer. Don, I was gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will, I will definitely. We should probably tell people where the gumboot market is for those yeah. that don't know. Uh, so it's on the whole old highway 19A, uh, yeah. north of Courtney, about five miles up from from downtown Courtney. Just look for a giant yellow church as you just yeah. after the gas station. Oh yeah, the Merville uh, Hall. Merville. Merville Hall. Yeah. yeah, and it's there, and it's every Sunday. From three till six. Really great market. 30 stalls selling absolutely everything. And yeah. Jackknife Pizza is one of their main food vendors. Yep. Fantastic. If not their main food vendor. Yeah, I think it was in there. On there. And it, is there. that how you prefer to take orders? Or do you take orders by the phone? We take, uh, in both locations, we'll have a phone. So sure. you can call and it'll be all be on the website. And okay. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And... And touching on social media, you already mentioned Instagram. Any other social media they can find you on? Yeah, we got a Facebook page for each one, the same thing. Great. And a TripAdvisor. 
yeah, <laughs> something we're working on. <laughs> All right, that's uh, well, Jackknife Pizza. Jim, thank you so much for coming out. You're yeah. opening a brand new location tomorrow, and we really know your time is valuable, so we appreciate you coming here. Not a problem, thank man. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, thanks so much. That was great and informative, and uh, yeah, you've already won me over. I'm very curious hopefully we can follow through okay. <laughs> okay well this has been the edible valley podcast my name is william i am the producer and i'm chef jonathan fraser and i'm darren howlett salivating <laughs> <laughs> have a great day all right thanks for listening and that wraps up another episode of the edible valley podcast thanks for tuning in and a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast they make it possible for us to showcase your local food community we'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at edible valley where you can check out our blog find recipes and tips behind the scenes and of course keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your edible valley <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Check. Yeah, it's good. But they're okay. over there. I'm here. So. <laughs> All right. Okay. Just let me give one. Just let me oh, he always has to delay things, doesn't he? It's always one more thing. It's always about John. Yeah, it's always like, John. No, everybody, pay attention to me more. Hello, other people. And this has been. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. Shut up. Okay, ready again?